1: Election-related violence has significantly hindered the meaningful engagement of young people in electoral processes, be it in democratic or constitutional republic systems of government. Hello and welcome to this week's show. My name is Taiba Tolanio and I'm the radio host and host assistant for the New Heights Show on Education and the New Heights Educational Group. I would like to inform you that NHEG is no longer sponsored by Silicon Valley High School. Therefore, we invite our listeners to consider becoming a sponsor. Also, as a reminder to everybody, this show is pre-recorded on Fridays and focuses on youth and issues affecting them. Today, we'll be talking about election-related violence as it has to do with our youth, since youth are the engine room of any society due to having the largest demographic exuberance and creativity to drive economic growth and development without them no leader can get power be it um, through votes irregularities or electoral violence elections are one of the main pillars of democracy as practiced in some countries around the world and also in constitutional republic as practiced in the united states of america however Elections can trigger violence when fundamental human rights such as the rights of association and expression are violated and when certain segments of society are unable to engage with political processes. Countries emerging from internal conflicts such as civil war have an especially high potential of conflict during electoral processes. The use of media including social media to intimidate and harass is an increasing form of election related violence in countries with a history of electoral violence young people are often involved as perpetrators or victims of the violence that is because they are often used as food soldiers by politicians and armed groups that want to disrupt polling as long as youth are vulnerable for political and military exploitation they will be hindered from fully participating in electoral processes women are affected in different ways than men by electoral violence voters turnout among women is much lower than among men particularly in post-conflict countries where there is a high threat of gender-based violence and in countries with high risk of intimidation of women in public life preventing the eruption of election-related violence to preserve the integrity of elections and the system of government is thus fundamental to a country's long-term peace and stability. This objective is, however, acknowledged in Agenda 2030's Sustainable Development Goal 16.1, which focuses on reducing all forms of violence to achieve peace, justice, and strong institutions. Reducing the risk of election-related violence is a complex process that requires building general trust among key players, including media, security services, political parties, civil society, and others in crisis prevention programs. Therefore, electoral management bodies in conjunction with other electoral stakeholders should take action to reduce the risk of electoral violence and enhance people's sense of security and freedom in exercising their right to vote. In taking this action, electoral management bodies and other electoral stakeholders should follow an approach that acknowledges the importance of youth empowerment participation and inclusion such an approach is more likely to address young people's underlying experiences of marginalization than one which perpetuates negative stereotypes of the youth population as a whole a washington-based non-governmental organization working on conflict resolution around the world Search for Common Ground, has revealed that in many countries, especially those that have recently endured conflict, elections are unfortunately marred by violence and young people are definitely on the front lines of this. According to Director of Global Affairs and Partnerships at Search for Common Ground, Michael Jobbins, who monitored projects to support free and fair elections and electoral education programs in some african countries said in the aftermath of electoral clashes the bodies that you see out there are the young who are out there dying in the streets clashing with other young people to advance the interests of the older generation the goal of inciting violence is to disrupt the electoral process and political campaigns or to repress voter turnout and thereby deny the legitimacy of opposing points of view it is therefore difficult for many to resist resorting to violence when their country's elections are not fair are poorly run, or are not transparent for young people who do not have meaningful ways to participate in politics on their own behalf such as through youth movements and organizations they may see their only role in the process dominated by older generations as agents running people up in the streets for a little bit of cash young people should have the most incentive to envision the long term and invest in the future but in fact young people are the most likely to be manipulated to sacrifice their own long-term interests and maybe even their lives for the sake of the older generations in power educational resources to help reach your goals. Hello listeners, if you're enjoying the New Heights show on education and want to support or donate to our organization, please visit
0: www.newheightseducation.org. And while you're there, check out our online store,
1: welcome back to the new high show on education and i've been talking about electoral violence as it has to do with the youth moving further what are the links between youth and electoral violence despite young people's ability to affect positive change in any system of government they can also be involved in a subject to election related violence although the vast majority of young people are neither violent nor interested in violence political leaders sometimes successfully manipulate and mobilize young people to initiate or escalate violent actions to support their own political objectives in many countries with a history of electoral violence some youth groups have developed strong ties with political parties or armed opposition groups while in others it is the youth wings of political parties that have been directly involved in violent activities. Political parties often give gangs money, alcohol, drugs, or weapons in exchange for participating or causing political riots, generally disrupting the electoral process, or to buy their votes election-related crimes delegitimizes the processes that underpin any form of government to preserve the integrity of elections and prevent the eruption of election-related violence aggressive efforts should be taken to disband party military groups or violent youth wings of political parties that support them Electoral Management Boards can play an important role in monitoring illicit activities and ensure that reports of possible infractions are investigated. Multiple-party dialogues are often held to encourage cooperation and build trust between the different political actors in the interest of peace and credible elections. So why do elections become violent? Violence around elections increasingly captures the attention of donors and practitioners who invest growing resources into enhancing the safety and security of electoral practices around the world. Research showed that electoral violence is more likely when one political systems are based on patronage in political system in which former political institutions are superseded by informal relationships based on the exchange of resources and political loyalty political supporters seem willing to perpetrate election violence in support of their preferred candidates two electoral management bodies such as electoral commissions are weak this is due to their importance in establishing credible elections 3. Ongoing conflicts over land or other issues or resources that go unresolved. While this relationship can have several explanations, one appears to be the tendency for politicians to adopt the grievances of conflicting factions into their campaigns. In addition, it has been found out that international election observation missions May decrease the likelihood of pre-election violence, but may increase the likelihood of post-election violence if they expose attempts at election fraud. A growing number of studies also find the significant differences in how men and women experience election violence. How can we make elections safe in our countries? Electoral violence prevention efforts are more successful when, one, they are implemented under the structure of a strong coalition. This allows civil society organizations and state agencies to avoid program redundancies and benefit from the lessons and information produced by one another's project. 2. They can closely involve the political parties and candidates in their interventions. While this is not entirely within the control of field practitioners, that is, political elites may choose not to participate in peace programs for many reasons. When programs do engage political elites, intervening participants feel that their programs have considerably more impact three practitioners are able to access and adopt methods successfully used in other countries successful investment in secure elections in one country can have positive spillover effects in other countries via transnational civil societies networks 4. Practitioners have access to geographical violence incident mapping during the campaign. Both civil society actors and state organizations can best target their resources when they have access to accurate, up-to-date information on violent events in their respective countries, as well as information on hotspot areas most likely to experience various types of election violence. 5. They are integrated into a long-term peace-building strategy. Many efforts to address violence around elections begin six to 18 months before elections and conclude shortly after polls close. These are more of crisis response approaches than they are preventive approaches. Prevention strategies around elections need to be carefully integrated with long-term efforts to address root causes. How can youth participate beyond formal electoral processes? Beyond formal election and electoral processes and structures, there are a number of ways young people can be actively involved in decision-making processes and institutions that affect their environment and their lives within it. These include structures that enable youth to provide input and influence policy-making processes and structures that enable youth to learn about policy-making processes. These include national youth councils, youth parliaments, that is in the local, national, regional, international level. Local processes that feed into policy-making processes, that is, um, for example, youth mayors and forums, be it in the local, national, regional, or international level. Peace processes, that is in post-conflict context. Participatory or structural social dialogue and youth observatories. Participatory planning, for example, budgeting and budget advocacy. Monitoring, social audits, community scorecards, and other citizens' oversight mechanisms and research youth consultations and panels youth juries mock trials opinion polls online surveys and consultations as well as petitions civil society organizations program follow-up funds multiple practitioners in countries stated that there was no enough funding available from donors for follow-up programs and the continuation of violence prevention programs after the election cycle ended long-term youth programming more resources are needed for long-term programs that engaged youths who were likely to participate in electoral violence as well as women and girls who are most at risk when elections become violent and lastly continuous police trainings one key commonality across all cases was that very limited success of police training in handling protests and demonstrations, as well as issues between supporters of rival parties. Governments need to invest more in police training to on how to handle protests and demonstrations. Additionally, veterans can be paid during elections to protect voters at various um, voting polls. Opportunities for youth to participate in political processes depend largely on the political and cultural context for the most part promoting youth participation needs to be geared towards achieving levels relative to those of the rest of the population and there is where i'll be ending today's show you can reach me by email at OT at at 5 pm eastern standard time i host and assistant to the new height show on education Barbara Bullen will be having a show on the history and issues of civil rights. Join Pamela Clark as she shares Education in the News, a pre-recorded show on Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Be sure to check out our previous radio shows and join me every Friday at radio.newheighteducation.org as I discuss yet another issue youths are facing. Remember, a troubled youth is a troubled adult. Have a great week.